What a time to be alive. We got so much Star Wars going on. We've had The Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett, Obi-Wan Kenobi, and The Ahsoka Show. Man, throughout the decade here we've been experiencing, we've got so much Star Wars. And I remember a time where there wasn't much Star Wars. You had the original trilogy, before the prequels, there was really nothing, the dark times. And now we are sort of spoiled for a choice. And no matter what you like in the Star Wars fandom, there is something for you. There's a character, there's a show, there's a movie. It's a great time to be a Star Wars fan. And to talk about it, we got our very own TV's Casey. I have returned. Yeah. And I'm your host, the Bad Kitty Surgery. Guys, so Ahsoka, let's get right into it, Casey. If you're a fan of the animated Clone Wars animated Rebels, you know this guy's name, Dave Filoni, right? He was a guy in charge. Underneath George Lucas himself's tutelage, putting together a nice little show for everybody out there. Now, I will say that a lot of people did watch the show and a lot of people missed it, skipped it. And we still have some live action fans out there who still haven't seen and these animated properties. So in comes Ahsoka, a continuation of the animated Star Wars Rebels and Clone Wars, mainly Rebels. It's a very interesting show starring Rosario Dawson as a title character. We got the return of uh, the wonderful Hayden Christensen getting a little nice little redemption song and playing Anakin Skywalker once again. We got new characters in Balin Skull and Shin Hati. Rest in peace to Rey. It sort of picks off where Rebels leaves off. And for those of us who didn't watch it, well, two bad piggy <laughs> <laughs> anyways so casey uh chris and i have been going on talking about the show for some time now and i know chris's deal with the show so what do you think about first the animated clone wars and rebels were you a fan i was not originally a fan of clone wars when i watched it as it came out in the back of my mind i'm like this isn't as good as the 2d clone wars and little did i know or if you use a watch guide where you can skip through all the schlocks, it's truly some of the best star wars that there is on the other hand i don't think people should have to watch a show with a guide you know this is an anime filler we're talking about here it's just a lot of show it's you know seven seasons even if you cut out half of it it's it's that's a lot of hours of television rebels i think i enjoyed more because it's it they really hammered in the a more serialized story but overall i would say i was a big fan of both shows at the end of the day uh and ahsoka i think is a show that's essentially just rebels season five and it is completely beyond my knowledge to understand how not fiercely devoted star wars fans are enjoying this Ooh, them some words i liked it i, I liked it okay okay i don't understand <laughs> but when you heard that ahsoka was being made i mean i guess you were elated what did you think about the series as it was going along were you satisfied with how the characters were portrayed because i heard some rebels fans are a little bit divided even amongst the the filoni cult in which some people thought, you know, the portrayal of some of these characters they know and love watching them for years were portrayed as they should be. Some of them thought, well, this isn't how X would act or that would act. So what did you think about the character's portrayal in the live action Ahsoka show? I think the actress who plays Sabine is one of the best translations from cartoon to live action. I think the guy who plays Ezra is is great. I go back and forth on Mary Elizabeth Winstead for a couple reasons. I think Vanessa Marshall would have been could have absolutely played her in live action. She's the voice actress for her in Rebels, especially considering how old Hera is at this point. I think it would have worked. I think Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka is fine. I know it's going to be a bit weird to say that I think she plays her a little too stoic, but at that point in her life, she's had to go through so much 
trauma, it makes a lot of sense that she would have sort of closed herself off emotionally to other people. You know, overall, I, I really I enjoyed all the the casting for the most part. I don't think there's like a black spot where, you know, it's like, oh, these they're just they're fo- they sure are phoning it in tonight. OK, so as the episodes were going along, you were you were enjoying uh, the whole series or what, what's what's your yeah. take on Ahsoka as a whole? So I think it started a little slow, but, you know, I try to give it credit because, you know, they haven't. Filoni, at least to the best of my knowledge, has not really let me down. I've enjoyed all the seasons of Mandalorian as slow as slow a burn as as that show could be at times. Its resolution in the final episodes has always been really, really great. I was very interested in Balin Skull and Shin Hati. You know, I wanted to know what their scheme was in all this because it made it was very clear from the beginning that they don't really care what becomes of Thrawn and and how that and what's going on there. They're just like, we're just getting a fresh start. And that's kind of cool. It's also the first time we've really seen Dark Jedi since the Kyle Katarn video games, you know? And all those guys had interesting motivations for like hopping on board with Jarek or Dasan or, you know, what have you. That was really the primary draw for me. I've seen a ton of Ahsoka and I've seen a ton of these, you know, these other Rebels characters doing stuff. And they're really the only new blood. You know, everybody else who's in this show is our characters we've already seen. We've seen Thrawn. You know, we saw Morgan Elsbeth briefly, but we saw her. We know what the Night Sisters are all about. You know, everybody else, you know, they're they're the two Dark Jedi are really the only new thing. And I was very invested in their story. And I feel like it kind of got chopped off at the ankles at the end. They they pretty much just use them for bait for a second season. I was enjoying the show at the beginning. I, I really wanted to see where it goes. As it sort of dragged itself out, kicking and screaming through the middle, I was very satisfied with the finale. For the most part. <laughs> okay, so for the most part, enjoyed the show, liked the finale. Sounds good. Yeah. Nice. See, this is why we ha- we have a panel show where we have like differences in opinions and stuff like that. Because uh, I feel like uh, for this one, uh, Ahsoka as a whole, I feel like the everyday man, right? Because I, I didn't watch Rebels. So I watched the first episode of Rebels when it aired. I was like, okay, cool. There's a new show coming out called Star Wars Rebels. It's going to be canon. I'm a Star Wars fan. Let me watch this thing. I didn't really care for the uh, aesthetics of the animation style. You know, I always said if it was in the sort of the style of Arcane, I would have stuck the whole way through it. Going to Star Wars Celebration and seeing artist interpretation in the different artist alleys of Rebels and seeing all the different aesthetic styles and just like, oh, that would have been great. Oh, that would have been great, too. So I just kind of didn't vibe with it at, at first, but uh, I heard it was good. My, so I started my watching favorite, some. My favorite complaint that you've had about that show is. Mm-hmm. The Scooby Doo bullshit. <laughs> you, you, when it was airing and we were hanging out talking about it, you said it every week, and I thought it was the funniest thing. You're like, oh no, we're trapped in an imperial facility. How are we gonna bungle our way out of this one, guys? And I'm just like, oh, it's so reductive, but he's kind of right. It's so true. Like I remember, I remember with the commercial when they're advertising that Darth Vader's gonna be like, like it's so, like Darth Vader appears on Star Wars Rebels. Watch it tonight. And I'm like, oh, how are they gonna get out of this one? This Darth Vader himself. Oh, those new Rebels sure do have. They sure do have a pickle. How are they ever gonna? And they got out of it. 
Yeah, and they're and they're perfectly fine. Darth, Darth Vader is window dressing. I was like, okay, cool. This show is not for me. Twenty two skidoo. I'm out of here on the other <laughs> stuff, you know. But but like like I said in the, in the beginning of this intro, I, I think that Star Wars is, is in a state where you can really pick and choose what you want to watch. Um, I think it's okay if you like certain properties and you don't like certain things, right? Like I've always said, Baskin Robbins has seventy five different flavors, baby. Like not everyone likes vanilla, right? When we well, all yeah. go out, when we all go out to eat to get together, we're not all, all ordering the same burger. We're not ordering our steak the same way. You know, our world has choice and we all like different things. So I mean, I and let's, and let's not forget, when, let's, let's not forget all the dumb idiots who enjoy <laughs> the sequel trilogy. <laughs> I, I mean, well, most people were just, you know, just wrong. You know, <laughs> but I, I did kind of like the, the Force Awakens. You know, like like Star Wars felt like it was coming back. There was a sweet uh, a mystery about it, especially going to that uh, celebration in Anaheim, dude. We were all like doe eyed and starry. Like there was a twinkle in all of our the, eyes. We're like oh, Star Wars is coming back. The eighty eight second trailer. Yeah, dude. Like everyone uh, cried. Like it was just it was such a sweet time, and we had no idea what was going. No idea what was coming. You couldn't um, have known. <laughs> we didn't know back. Then. we had no idea they had no plan but uh yeah i uh the only thing i fight people on is that is that goddamn halo show if you like that you are brain dead i will fight <laughs> you in the street about that goddamn paramount halo show that show is so brain dead so poorly written and anyone who likes it i'm sorry but like you need to go on your own island by yourself hey what about what about me i really thought obi-wan was kind of the pinnacle of uh, star wars television my dad who's an og who saw the first star wars in theaters the first thing i asked him when he was watching the kenobi show what do you think think about it he said why did they make obi-wan a sissy <laughs> oh my god <laughs> it was like Real? this is obi-wan we're talking about and and i was like oh well you didn't like him like cowering when he first saw vader and he's like scruffing in the sand and like like his eyes are agape and his mouth is open he's like oh my god what have you become and but, but i was like yeah like listen like his whole task is to protect uh luke skywalker why did he close himself off in the forest like if if a platoon comes down of stormtroopers how is he gonna protect luke what's he gonna do just run out in the street and dive in front of him i was like we need to get you your own show <laughs> i was like you're making too much sense you're making too much sense oh, somebody call anyway. kathleen kennedy get this man a star <laughs> but 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 in any case uh I, I really really uh think that if, if you like all that stuff that's fine except for the halo show but uh yeah so all in all um <laughs> i overall thought the usoka show was okay uh i like certain aspects of it i thought there was some really cool scenes i think and i tweeted about this that i think this is made more like a Zack snyder property in that there are cool scenes but not a great story Zack snyder famously makes really good scenes but he's a terrible story writer okay and that's why i'm sort of looking forward to his new property rebel moon because it's a take on star wars well, at the end of that trailer, when I saw that it was him writing it, him screenplaying it, I'm like, ooh, it, it, then we know there's really nothing to latch on to here. So yeah. what I mean by that is, is that um, like Dave Filoni, I know he loves Star Wars. His heart is in Star Wars. You can tell. I mean, I was there. Mandalorian season one, John Favreau, Dave Filoni up on stage at Celebration. I was in that crowd when John Favreau and Dave Filoni were geeking about Star Wars about Mandel, about everything I loved about it. I'm like, damn, these, these, are, these are the guys. These are who you need for a Star Wars. This is great. But in watching, watch Clone Wars, um, but in watching, you know, uh, the recaps of Rebels, I watched the, the entire, like, first couple episodes, then, like, YouTube recaps and what the summary was, and I watched the final episode in its entirety uh, to get up to Ahsoka. And then in yeah. watching Ahsoka, I'm just like, okay, it's apparent that Filoni um lacks some expertise when it comes to live action stuff 
And a lot of the writing sort of seems like it's great for a cartoon. And there's a lot of cartoon moments that happen. And especially in this finale, a huge cartoon moment that happened. And that stuff works well in cartoons. But I think that there needs to be people, a part of a group inside of Lucasfilm, who can look at, uh, at certain scenes and certain stuff that's happening and be like, okay, Dave, that, that works great for cartoons. But now you're a big boy in like live action land now. That doesn't work as well, we right? Dave, it's not going to look, it's just not going to look good. Like having someone run and be forced pushed up into a Star Destroyer, that's great for a cartoon. It looks goofy. <laughs> it looks so, it's goofy as, in live action, straight goofy. I'm sorry, but it's just so stupid. <laughs> Big goofing. Just as new boot goofing. New, um, new boot but, but, but for the most part, uh, it, the, the show itself, I think, is, is okay. Um, I've come to peace with now currently in the state of Star Wars, not everything is for the everyday Star Wars fan, right? Like Andor was for a mature crowd who, you know, doesn't really vibe on like Rebels and Glorious and stuff like that. Are you tired uh, of Star Wars being for f babies? How about this one? That's a commentary on terrorists and the prison system. <laughs> uh, Obi-Wan was for, uh, I don't know. I think the general populace that wasn't for Star Wars fans. Uh, Mandalorian was for every single Star Wars fans. Um, season one, season two, season three was for Clone Wars and Rebels fans. And Ahsoka was specifically for Star Wars Rebels fans. I do not think that Ahsoka, let me ask you this, Casey. I yeah. don't think this show was for anyone else, but for the small audience in the grand scale of things that saw Star Wars Rebels. And I know people hate when I say that, but... The people who watch that show aren't the general populace that love and watch Star Wars. They're a loud right. minority, but not the majority. And I don't think this show is for them. I would agree. I would agree I mean, completely. Cause, cause I mean, like, Casey, let me ask you this. So who is Ezra to the audience that doesn't know Rebels that only watched Ahsoka? Who is, who is Ezra to the audience that doesn't know Rebels? And watch he's, he's no one. Who's Grand Admiral Thrawn? He's nobody. He's nobody. And what did the show do to explain either one of them? Not much. I it. I'm really. <laughs> I'm, I got it. Like I don't listen. I'm not going to dunk on the show for no reason. But I, you know, it's. I don't think uh, it's dunk. I think. I think it's just thinking about what was presented in front of us and just just talking about it, just thinking about it. I don't think any. Uh, <laughs> And I've seen this in other shows where people who like stuff don't like when the thing they like gets critiqued because they only see it as a negative, right? Like right. a critical critique of something that you like tends to read like, oh, well, you just hate this thing. You know what I yeah. mean? It's just like, oh, why are you critiquing this thing we all like, right? It's like if someone handed you some regular vanilla ice cream, you start to be like, well, this is not really the best or like this. Well, why are you I mean, on vanilla? I mean, it's great. Let's, 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 all right. So let's, you're right. Let's dial it back, though, right? So it's not even about Ezra. It's just the show is Ahsoka, right? Who's it for? What has Ahsoka shown up in that a normie would watch? Not the Clone Wars cartoon. So what does that leave? Not Rebels. Just Mandalorian? I mean, yeah. is, it's just, oh, there's this, this random Jedi that's hanging out with Luke, I guess. She's a Jedi purge survivor. You know, uh, she's... I mean, do do they even tell us that she's the the apprentice of Anakin Skywalker? Yeah, I don't they do know. The show. 
Do they mention it in, in Mandalorian? Yeah. Oh, okay. in the Mandalorian. Uh, in Mandalorian. No. Okay. I'm no. trying to I'm trying to establish what a normie or a muggle, as you love to say, <laughs> would uh would would see in this character without looking it up or watching a cartoon, right? There's not much there. You know, I and then you know, you introduce the rest of your cast. I think it it gives you I don't know. It's hard. I think what we would have to do is we would have to really find someone who is completely unaware of of anything that isn't live action Star Wars and uh, and see what they thought. Someone who watched live action Star Wars without watching the animated stuff is is in the same boat as someone who didn't watch Star Wars because The Mandalorian hit such a, a crazy fever pitch in the zeitgeist of pop culture and just muggledom, you know? Like, it pierced the dome of muggles uh, because you didn't need to have prior knowledge of Star Wars. Like, John Favreau just told a good story about a lone gunslinger. That's all you needed to know. I mean, hell, I, I had friends who aren't into geek stuff and I told them to watch it. This thing's actually good and you know, even coworkers and such, and they got into it. And then you, you see, you know, like Baby Yoda, quote unquote, pop up everywhere. People who were never into Star Wars started watching this thing. And Ahsoka really didn't hit that fever pitch. I, I actually like Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka. Well, well, what was your what was your thing with her that you didn't like so much? I just think she's a little tame. You know, I, I there's not a lot of uh, there's just not a lot of energy, you know, for a protagonist. I think, you know, the cool, collected, wandering samurai is is fine and all but i just i don't know i just maybe wanted a little more i mean we've seen the the stoic jedi a million times the cool thing about ahsoka is that you know when she was younger she was kind of a hot-blooded kid and then as she matured she cooled down a little bit but there's still you know tendencies in being a, a woman of action you know i guess it's, there's sort of elements of this passivity that you know it was it was fine is that a direction from filoni oh well i mean maybe I mean, I, I guess that's... I mean, the actors um, don't really choose like how they get to sort of act in a project, especially one as big as Star Wars like this. So doesn't that direction come down from Filoni? I mean, one would one would think, uh, you know, but, you know, she played it she played it that way in um, in Mando, and I thought it was fine. I just you know, in, in Mando, she was more lively because I watched it back again, and she was a bit more lively. She was like more more bubbly in conversation. She wasn't as as serious, you know. Okay. Because even after she, she attacked Mandel, he was like, wait, but Boca Tessa, I mean, what about you? She goes, oh, I hope it's about him. And he was like, okay, we're communicating to the <laughs> You know, like, 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 like right off the bat. And then when she started talking about Grogu, it was like, oh, like, yeah, Grogu and I were communicating to, like in the forest. What, his name's Grogu? Yeah, didn't you? You know, you're kind of like his dad. You know, like if you watch it back, she was more like into it. Yeah, like he, he wants your permission. Come on. And which is why when people, you know, came to this show and she was acting sort of a, a bit too stoic, they were like, wait a minute, where was that Ahsoka that? We saw because there are people who did argue like what you said. Okay, well she's been through a lot, so she wouldn't yeah. be like how she was when she was a teenager. But she was kind of she was kind of warmer and chummy in Mandalorian. I did. I guess I must be misremembering, but yeah. But I, yeah, I, I, think, I, don't know. I thought she I thought she did a, a pretty good job as Ahsoka. Because I think Rosario Dawson has uh, pretty good acting chops. She, she yeah. said that the the headdress she wore and sort of the makeup didn't really allow her eyebrows to emote, so it was hard to sort of convey certain things. So so I don't I don't blame her on that. But uh, I do agree with you that the best characters and the stand-up stuff we got was, was the new people. You know, yeah. I really like Balin Skull and Shin Hati, and I really oh want... God. I've been putting it out there. I really want the, the next season of Tales of the Jedi, the animated series that told the story of Ahsoka from the beginning and Count Dooku's story, which was ah, Chef's Kiss. Uh, I want Balin Skull and Shin Hati like a prequel. I want their story. It's animated, so, you know, you can still honor Rey 
and you can show like where they can't because i mean what's their deal i mean general balen skull as uh you know grand Thrawn called him and also by the way we're talking in the other episode shout outs to uh ariana greenblatt who played young uh ahsoka i thought she did a fantastic job what do you think about her oh incredible i thought you know i didn't realize it was the girl from who plays young gamora young gamora that's her she's oh she's really cashing in she's making it work bro um, w agent w family like yo you're like your, her parents must be like rubbing their hands together like oh she she's in marvel in star wars she's on a disney paycheck yo her parents must be like hey, hey, hey what's next absolutely i mean my absolutely. god what what i mean and both times in my opinion great performances especially from like a child actor younger mora and even still she's only 16 as young as soka i think she knocked it out of the park there are some people who are saying that you know, she did a good job. Some people didn't think so. And I was like, listen, a 16-year-old has to act like a child soldier, okay, a a across from Hayden Christensen, who I think also did a great job in this show. I mean, great redemption, having him come back and play live-action Anakin from the Clone Wars. Yes. I, mean, I, I thought that was great. As much as that was shiny key jangle that had nothing to do with the story <laughs> and it was really, really, it really, I mean, come on, it's it's member berries, but, but I mean, one of, listen. One of the funniest takeaways i've seen about that um was what was the what was the lesson she was supposed to learn here i think well and, and here's the thing fans uh, all over social media were filling in their blanks and i, I usually go uh social media just to get the gauge for everybody so a lot of people had a theories of he his lesson to her was to not blame herself for his downfall he chose his path she had to choose hers and to not uh sort of make sabine lose out on something good a possible good master in training and upbringing with the power she might potentially have because ahsoka right. doesn't want to possibly turn down uh to like a path where she won't be a good master or maybe she she trains at the next bad one or she becomes bad herself like she has to stop blaming herself and to actually live not sulk but like to leave that memory of anakin alone it's not her fault you know, because uh, there was like something where she sort of blames herself because what if she was there? Maybe she could have talked him out of it. Right. Maybe and, she could have, you know, so she and, feels guilty. So he's like, yo, stop feeling guilty. It's not your fault. Like it was right. all on me. You know, now you have someone who looks up to you. Like you have to live for, if not for them, for that person. Like even though you're away from the Jedi Order, you still have sort of a responsibility, you know. So I think yeah, that's what I, it is. But the show I, didn't. I, I, Freaking time. <laughs> yeah. We all this show so many times, dude. We we all have to fill in the gaps. But I guess that's the way Filoni makes stuff. But uh yeah, so what do you think? Um, I, I think uh, you know, I, I I loved all the fights. Um I love I really did love the stuff with with Anakin. It tickled a, a special part of me, um, because I I've wanted to see Anakin Skywalker with a red lightsaber for forever. Um, yeah. you know, as a, you know, when he was still Anakin and, and not, you know, Vader proper in armor, um, just, just, oh my God, it was the one, the one thing I truly wanted the most out of that Mustafar fight scene. Um, and I got it. I, you know, you got the, the transition. I mean, everybody was going crazy when they saw it. That was maybe the biggest highlight of, uh, of the show for me. I also like that moment, but I think stuff like that is going to be the downfall of of all of Star Wars moving oh, forward. Oh, really? Yes. You know why? Why? Because now Lucasfilm and everyone in charge sees that all they have to do is jangle some keys and some shiny objects, and that will sate the audience. 
They I've been don't have seeing... to do. They don't have to do anything clever. They don't have to get away from characters we know. Oh, we can just put Anakin Skywalker back, give him a red saber. Everyone's happy. That's all we got to do. That's the plan. Moving forward, this is the ironclad plan to keep people subscribed with their money, with their decades, with their Spanish doubloons, with their pesos. Spanish to Disney Plus. <laughs> to Disney Plus. Because in it, because in the end of the day, it's, it's a corporate game, baby. What do you do to maximize your profits? You use your assets. Lucasfilm, what are the assets we got? Oh, we got Skywalkers, we got, we got Anakin. We got, oh, all we gotta do, oh, let's just play, let's throw some Chewbacca in there. These idiots love that Chewbacca. Let's put him in there. We got we got Anakin Skywalker. It's awesome, Anakin. Red Saber. Boom. Look at these reaction videos, bro. That's, oh, look at that. Two million on two million on this one video. Just, that's so just throwing Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> just throwing on so we don't need to write anything. Like, like Dave, Dave Floney's probably like, oh, what if I do this interesting name? Dave, Dave, shut up. Just put a red saber, put Anakin Skywalker in there. Shut up. Two million views on one YouTube video alone, Dave. We don't need to do anything smart. Just put him in there. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> listen it's more than that it's a it's a greater universe here man you know i, how, I want it to about, be the, that that's why i get so mad i want it to be the greater universe casey but it won't happen because people make reaction videos they get millions of views when anakin skywalker shows up and his saber is red and the leaders scream oh it's red oh the saber is red and it gets like two million views and they're like that's all we have to do we will get their goddamn money. And that's it. And Filoni's just like, well, what if I do that? Nope, nope. Don't do anything smart. Just do that. Do that. Throw in Chewbacca next time. Throw put all of them in there. Give Throw them the them candy. Just give them the candy. We don't, we don't need actual sustenance. We don't need like vegetables. We don't need protein. Just give them the candy. Give them the sugar. That's it. And that's sure. why I think Star Wars is doomed i just anyway, want some uh, sugar sugar, <laughs> oh, yeah, sugar. the rest of the stuff dude and I, water. <laughs> just sugar in water put anakin in with red saber they clap but <laughs> <laughs> don't give them vegetables like are you kidding me and then they look over at uh at gilroy riding some more andor hey we know you're doing that andor thing hey can you can you put in some sugar in that we need to, we need to put in some sugar <laughs> put in some <laughs> <laughs> what else can you are there any familiar names is there a skywalker you can throw in there and tony gilroy's like what no <laughs> no dude there's no place what? for them in my story yeah what are you talking about and then the corporate's just like put them in there we're put, put it put it put it in there look at this look at this one youtube video five million views anakin, anakin skywalker fighting a young version of of ahsoka put it in there just put it in there <laughs> 20 girls like well, i just wanted to write something smart and porny and and Andor season two, it's like, listen, if you don't put a goddamn lightsaber, if you don't put a recognizable name in there, if you don't put something in there, we you're need a moment. Fire. You're fired. You're fired. It's, it's like Jamie Pivot and Entourage. Get the out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Did I no. ask you to write something smart? Put in a Skywalker, listen, put in a lightsaber, listen. or get the out of here. Now, Star Wars on. will not grow up. We will use the same characters, the same desert planet from now until eternity we are doomed for the same shit it's all the star wars it's all the star wars fans fault it's your fault i don't listen i don't think i don't think we're that doomed i i, I, I think, think i think we we're they're making a ray movie what are you talking about we're doomed uh, uh, <laughs> i mean anyway sorry sorry you're you gonna say this. i mean look ahsoka is just a, a character that is so she's so central to to the star wars universe now she's been i mean she's been in so much stuff there i i think arguably there's more screen time of her than there is of someone like luke skywalker 
So how come in this show there's more about Sabine and it's about the Sabine show? It's not about Ahsoka. This is Rebels 5. You have to look at it as Rebels 5. But <laughs> so they can't call, call it. Because so well, if, they 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 call call if they call it Rebels 5, nobody's going to watch it. Oh, okay. It, it's, <laughs> it's, it's like when you restart. When you restart a comic book at number one, it's just to drag in new watchers. Casey telling the truth here. You better better watch your back. The mouse can come get you. Like Casey, oh, better not. come on. The Casey, mouse, you better. The, the mouse, <laughs> the, the mouse knows. Okay. The, He's the like, mouse hey, you better start knows. speaking truth over there, little brother. <laughs> a little, little bit. Hey, little buddy. Hey, buddy. He's like, he's onto us. That's why we. That's why we call it a soca. Stop it. Yeah. <laughs> But, but but I think if they did call it like the next season, I mean, people would have watched it, right? I mean, come on. Are, 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 isn't there a huge, gigantic fan base that would have completely, you know, bought a subscription to Disney Plus just to watch it? You know, the Rebels fan base. Mm, I don't think so. I don't think the Rebels fan base is really that big at all. Really? Because people on social media I would beg to differ, man. I've been in some markets. People are like, yo, the Rebels fan base is millions worldwide. And I'm like, I don't think that's true No, at all. dude, that's not true I don't at think all. that's true. I don't think that's true. Not true. If, if that was true, like, like, why hasn't this show and and the ending of Rebels trending like House of the Dragon, Game of Thrones, uh, Ted Lasso, all, because there's all no, these shows? Because there's all no these shows normie, trend because millions of people across the planet watch it. There's no normie appeal. It's it's so. This is the most like. It's it's the most niche. Uh, man, it's such a weird thing to say because you'd think a cartoon would be more niche, but. But this everything about this show is predicated on you having seen previous stuff. You you don't get a great concept of who Thrawn is other than, you know, it's like, oh, he's a he's a tactical mastermind, this guy. But it's it's also like, well. Is is he, though? I, I mean, yeah, he gets let's, away. Let, but, let, let's but actually just, talk about it. So so Casey, what barely. was your reaction when you first saw Thrawn live action? Uh, it's it's E. Thrawn Musk. <laughs> i mean he just look, look like just look at him it's stupid they fucked but, but, up but, his hair i don't know what they were thinking wow really you thought so yeah i mean look at look at the difference it's just supposed to be slicked back but you honestly know, weren't you like after watching rebels for years you get to see him live action weren't you happy yeah and, and i think he looks great otherwise but the the hair was pretty distracting especially you know my ellen my partner is you know, she's a big wig and costume person. And, you know, I've she's given me like clocking bad wigs from a fucking mile away. And I'm like, I can't I can't get past this. You know, it's just it's just slick his natural hair back. It's not like Theron has some like totally ornate hairstyle. I mean, you painted <laughs> the fucking guy blue. You could do his hair. <laughs> I don't you know. And then some people were like, oh, he's fat. I'm like, oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> he, he does have a dad bod. It's not that he's, he's fat. Got a, he has yeah, a dad he's bod. got a little bit of a dad bod. But also, I mean, come on. He's, you know, Thrawn is pushing, I want to say, 70. In... Now, I will, I will push back that he's a Chiss. He's not a human. Do we know that Chiss live long, though? We, 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 we don't. So a, a lot of people are measuring him in human years, though. I mean... You yeah. know, but we can't measure like, you know, Grogu or Chewbacca, or, but because he's very human-like, you know, people are like, oh, well, he's like 70, something like that, but he's a chiss. We don't know how old they are. He's an alien. 
I think yeah. I think it's different. I think it's different. He also but, doesn't uh, really. I, he doesn't if, move if, around if, like if, if I was guy, in charge so. in the background of production, I would have helped out. I would have helped out uh, uh, Lars there. I would have done some CG. I would have you know done some camera angles where you don't really see that because like from the front angle he looks good, but from the side there's a bit of a dad bod there. And Thrawn's supposed to be this military figure, right? This you know intelligent tactician. When you see him animated, he doesn't have that that dad gut. You know that little little beard. Right. He's, he's supposed to be more svelte. I get yeah, it. Yeah, but I would have done some more flattering camera angles. And maybe at ILM they could have tucked some, you know. I mean, you know? I mean there I mean, is there there is one thing that I wish they had changed, but that's it, this was an issue in Rebels as well. In the expanded universe, the old look for Thrawn, Chiss just had, I don't want to say solid red eyes, but they had like a red and they and they had a glow instead of just being red with also like a red iris inside as well, you know. But now they're mm. black with a red iris. And it, yeah. it 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 makes it look I I don't want to say a little less distinct, you know, like okay, the eyes are the window to somebody's soul. I get that, and for actors, a huge part of acting, in addition to your body language, is seen in your eyes. Um, so maybe that's why they did it. But I would have just preferred like red glowing eyes. Just make him look really, really scary, really inhuman, you know. Yeah. Um, but overall, now, what do you think I about? I, oh, OK. I was going to say, I thought otherwise his portrayal was was fine. I like the idea that, you know, after being dragged away by space whales, you know, in, in his previous defeat, when it's he's like, all right, we've uh, we've blown up their ship. Their chances for stopping us are basically infinitesimally zero. Prepare a ground assault like <laughs> I'm taking zero chances. You know, oh, I fought two God. Jedi at the same time before. Now there's two and a half. Fuck that. Now, no. now there are two of them. <laughs> this is getting out of hand. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, you know, there, there were there were a lot of questionable choices in making it because he's supposed to be a super intelligent military tactician. But in this show, Ahsoka, he doesn't seem like it a couple times. And I'm just like, wait a minute. If this is the audience's first view of Grand Admiral Thrawn, and you hear he's an intellect from all your very nerdy, fat Star Wars fans, you don't really see that a lot in this show. He sounds smart, and there are certain times where he's just like, I will show you what I see. And it's just yeah. like, but then you make a stupid mistake. You're like, hmm, send two TIE fighters. Now send a platoon. Now meet them on the ground. Hmm, we are moving away now. <laughs> like, what? You oh, sound people, smart, but... These people ugh. have, uh, they've, they, you know, they, they know... They know what they were getting into. We will leave them behind. <laughs> like, all right, okay, okay, all right. What did you I think about it. the inclusion of uh, zombies, the, the zombie troopers in oh, live action Star Wars now? Well, I, I'm a big fan of the old, uh, there was a book in the old expanded universe called Death Troopers, which was uh, about a, a very similar thing. And there was also something in Star Wars Legacy where, uh, you know, there was a Sith amulet that, that turned... Uh, like turn stormtroopers into monsters. So I'm all about crazy inhuman stormtroopers shambling around just doing stuff. That was fine. Um, you know, I really with the night troopers, I just love their designs. The fact that they're they're based around the Japanese art of pottery repair. I forget the name of it, but it's, you know, that's a real thing that that is done in Japanese culture where like if you break a vase or something, you fix it with like paste that's lined with gold. It's called Kintsugi. Oh, is that it? Okay. Yep, Kintsugi, Golden Repair. Yeah, great. Oh, totally awesome. And you know, they they went. I don't want to say hard into the Japanese elements here, but I mean, they you know they called them Bakken Jedi 
you know, I'm pretty sure that they say Ronan in the last episode. Like they're just like, yeah. all right, this is this is what they are. They're they're space samurai wizards, you know. <laughs> um, so uh, you know, I really did appreciate that. Um, I think there were a lot of a lot of great decisions. I you know, I like that you know, there's a time gap. They they sort of fill in certain blanks. You know, I do have somewhat of an issue of Sabine being trained as a Jedi. Um, I think let's, she's uh, got... let, let, let's, let, let's, let's talk about that because, uh, okay. as someone who wasn't a part of, of the rebels wave, uh, I did watch some of the tertiary stuff the the, yeah. the end episode. Um, so as I was going along, you know, we're doing the show, I was talking to Chris who did see all of it and asking questions along the way about Sabine Wren. Yeah. And there, there is an audience is sort of split on this, right? Because there are people who were real fans of Sabine. Um, some yep. people thought she was portrayed really well in this. Some people thought, okay, well, she's still acting like a, a bratty teenager, even though a lot of time has passed. She's an adult now. But also the fact that, okay, she did have some training with a lightsaber, but we're also making her into a Jedi. Some people thought, okay, I like that character, but I want her to be a badass Mandalorian. We don't need to make everyone into a Jedi, but right. we're making her sort of into a Mandalorian Jedi. Um, so what's your view of so Sabine in the show and then the ending arc here of, sort of her being uh, Force-sensitive and now full-blown using the Force. And I think even on StarWarsNow.com, she's also has a title of Jedi. What do you think about okay. that? Um, I definitely don't. I, I definitely wouldn't consider her a Jedi because I, you know, I think there is some element to you have to truly do something great. Like, you have to overcome a trial in order to advance your training. Like, Kanan, the Order's destroyed, and Kanan still got a, a little arc where, you know, he had to realize who he was and he went on a spiritual journey. Like, you know, dude put the work in to, you know, complete his training without a master. Right. I'm, I'm with that. I'm there. Um, you know, I don't, you know, Sabine has been through a lot of trials and tribulations, but not as a Jedi. She had all the stuff with the Darksaber, but that was really more about her own people than it had anything to do with, you know, the Jedi Order and stuff. Um, but the way I, I see it, I think Sabine already has like the total package as a character that you don't need to give her more. Right. So what do we know about her? She was born a Mandalorian to a lesser family, but one that was still technically part of the prestigious clan Vizsla, right? Whose ancestor is the first Mandalorian Jedi who wielded the Darksaber. Um, then she goes to she enlists or is recruited into, you know, Imperial Training Academy, where she becomes as a teenager, one of the most impressive weapons designers in the galaxy. She creates a weapon called the Duchess, which shoots is essentially a portable lightning cannon that completely disintegrates Mandalorians by cooking them in their own armor, which is insane. Um on top of that, she's an incredible artist. She's an explosives expert. She's a combat expert. A lot of that comes with the territory of being Mandalorian, but that's fine. Um, you know, she's a rebel. She joins that. She she leaves the Empire and joins that faction. She finds a new family. Like, th this is a complete character here. Like, she's got a history. She's really good at a lot of different things. I don't think the addition of making her Force-sensitive adds anything other than more icing on on the cake like like how much do you really need to add here she created a lightning cannon to kill mandalorians you got to give her force sensitive powers too like like what's going on i think what's going you know? on here and the only way to i think 
explain that decision is to sort of break their fourth wall and get yourself in the writer's room with Filoni. So let's say that, that I was tasked with, uh, you know, making some Star Wars content. I made, you know, two popular animated shows within the Star Wars fandom and with Lucasfilm. And they're like, hey, Coyote, it's time for you to make a live action. They're going to put you in charge. I'm just like, okay, my characters that I made, I got to put them in live action and bring them to an <laughs> audience who hasn't seen them before. I'm making them all special. They will have the, they will have plot armor. They will have the force. They will have everything possible. <laughs> I mean, if you if you told me, I, if I, you I think that's what's happening because I'm thinking if I went Filoni's shoes and I get to use my characters, yeah, I created in live action. Oh, they all have plot armor. They're all going to survive, and they are all more special than any character that has come before. <laughs> my characters are the best. <laughs> I'm the best characters. I don't think it was done with that with that intent, but so I already explained yeah. her getting like being a Jedi so quickly. Well, the, well, so apparently she trained for, you know, close to five, about between five and 10 years. Right. That, that's what we've been told during uh, rebels. No, at, between rebels and, and now, which is, I believe no, because in the show, she hadn't touched it. See in a while. And she even said that she hadn't touched it or did anything with it in a long time. Years. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's, I think the the show, and then a dark Jedi comes along, Shin Hati, who is a mercenary who has been using the Force on a lightsaber for years with Balin Skull, and she was able to keep up with such a person. What? Listen, even uh, even Finn could hang with Kylo Ren for a few minutes. No, 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 no. It no? wasn't. It was not a few minutes. No, no, no. Kylo was like was totally playing with Finn. And Finn was not a match for him. And then he just, and then Kyle's like, okay, I'm, I'm like stopping this now. Stop. Because like when, when Finn got a hit in on Kylo, he's like, okay, fuck this. I'm not playing this with is, you anymore. It's over. It's over. Shin was not. And I saw that excuse on Twitter. People were like, well, Shin was playing with, she was not playing with Sabine. Why? She has no reason to yeah, play with Sabine. She stabbed her in the tummy. Yeah. Oh, that's, which, that is, that dude, is another wh thing. What do you I'm, think about I'm, that? I'm, I'm, over, I'm, I'm so beyond it, dude. A well, let, me get, let me get your view on that. All right. So a lightsaber. Well, well, first of all, I think if they wanted to injure Sabine and put her out of commission for an episode, cut her hand off. It's a tried and true yes. Star Wars tradition. That's what I said. That's everybody what I said. Loves, yes. Everybody loves a hand getting cut off, you know, and, <laughs> you know, she can make like a cool prosthesis. Yeah, because she's, she's she's an engineering genius. Imagine her making her own like prosthetic, right? And it learning would, a lesson, learning a lesson, right? A le yeah, absolutely. But getting stabbed in the midsection by a lightsaber should be a fatal blow. I, you know, I don't, I don't care how you want to color it, man. Because we saw Qui Gon go down. Yeah, granted, he got stabbed a little higher in the chest. That's fine. But holy shit, seeing um, what is it? Uh, the Reva? third sister and Reva and Obi-Wan. She got it. She got it twice. Once as a child, <laughs> once as an adult. The Grand Inquisitor fucking got it once and survived. It's like, what's the, are you, this should boil your organs. What's going on? It, it, it's strange that, that the story group inside of, of Lucasfilm has really nerfed lightsabers for some odd, strange reason, right? Like, just like you said, Reva got stabbed by Vader himself. Anakin just turned to Vader. Order 66 stabs her as a, ch a child, yeah. getting stabbed straight up, like, in the center, in her solar plexus, by Darth Vader himself. And then again by Vader himself. And she goes, and she goes from that planet to Tatooine Vader, to try to kill. A, a, ca a character not known for confirming the kill, apparently. 
Uh, it's just like, what the... F- also, letting Riva live, like, when she messes up, when he's killed people for less and, and like, choke people out for less. Like, like Tarkin had to save one of the other Imperial officers from being like, Vader, release him as you were. Vader was going to kill that guy. But Riva, he's like, I'm listening. <laughs> you have a plan. <laughs> you a have plan. You, you have plot armor. But anyway, yeah. And then, you know, so so Sabine, this one, gets stabbed. At t- and she's just like, uh, tis but a scratch. I am the Black Knight. <laughs> it's, it's yeah, this, it's... Uh, it's I a just, weird choice. I don't, I don't know why the Lucasfilm group is like, you know what? Lightsabers just don't matter anymore. You know, I'm like, why? They're, why they're do they not weak. matter? They're just weak. You know, I'm glad we got a decapitation in this show, albeit on a zombie, but like, s- still, it's something that's so dearly needed. And even in that zombie scene case, I don't know if you noticed, when the Night Sisters brought the, the troopers back to life and they were zombies, which uh, I know like the, the zombies thing in Star Wars is not a new thing, but but like right. I just I just think I mean if there was just during the time of the Walking Dead, that'd have been cool, but it's just come on. I mean zombies like, are out, so they can't be in Star Wars now. It's the same way that the Mario movie had like the music from Kill Bill. You know that da 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 I'm like, oh, what yeah. year is this? Like, what <laughs> what are we doing here? Like, well, what's next? A joke about the Macarena? Like, what are you guys? What are you guys doing? It's yeah. it's so strange. But anyway, the case. I don't know if you noticed, but uh, all, all three people had lightsabers, right? And they were worried about resurrected stormtrooper zombies as they slowly shambled their way <sighs> over to our heroes. I wonder if. There is some way they could cut them down. Uh, is some way they can defend themselves with an ultimate weapon in the gal? I don't. I don't know. It was. It was so strange how they were so. Yeah. Do you notice how none of them got cut down? Like, why are lightsabers nerfed? It's I think. Uh, I think they cut down maybe one or one or two. No, watch it again. Yeah, no, not a watch one. Again. <laughs> there was only one, and there was there was like a pillar in the way when they got beheaded. But no, like. It, it's so strange. So, like, even even when they're zombified, we've established they're nice people anymore. The Lucasfilm group won't allow them to lose limbs or get cut. It's like, they're zombies now. They're dead. So, I mean, like, Ezra hits one. You see, like, the scorch marks. There's no cut. There's no limb loss. There's no legs cut off. It's such a strange thing. In the Obi-Wan show, when Obi-Wan rescues little Leia and he fights two stormtroopers that were holding it, there is a moment... And it's been memed to death where his lightsaber bounces off of the armor <laughs> as he's supposed to be cutting through it. It's right. a joke. Lightsabers are a weird joke now. I don't know if it's Ryan Johnson's fault, but it's strange how lightsabers are a joke now. You know, once the weapon of a Jedi. Yeah. Now, now it now it doesn't even matter. Now, now there's a whole theme of, oh yeah, lightsaber doesn't make you a Jedi. You don't need it. Yeah. Like, what did you think about uh Wayne well, that's, Sabine? That's, a, that's okay. I don't I don't hate that so much. I mean, you I, I get the clearly- sense he clearly didn't I get the need center, it. But, but the way it's portrayed, I, I really don't care for it because it makes it seem like a lightsaber just isn't needed at all anymore. I mean, when Ezra refused the lightsaber that, you know, I guess he gave to Sabine, he was like, oh, I, I made it. She was trying to give it to him. And me not watching Rebels, I'm like, yeah, take it, dude. Like your friends are, you're surrounded and your friend might die. And he's like, nope, I'm good. I, I gave you're, it to you. You're definitely going to use the force. You're definitely better with that thing than she is. <laughs> i mean why wouldn't he use it it's weird i'm like what is this why why won't he it's it's like this weird nerfing a lightsaber i don't know yeah i don't it's know strange. and also dude like well, well what's your thing about uh man i think feloni's weird with emotions in this so so sabine finds ezra right like he does this whole weird thing of like they're not lovers they're friends but she's willing to sacrifice the, the safety of the entire galaxy by giving a map to balen skull in order to save her friend 
Ezra. Oh. And so having not watched Rebels, I'm like, okay, are they lovers or are they? No. So they, are, I think, they... I think the, the, what it's supposed to be is in Rebels, he, he has a crush on her for a hot minute, but there's mm. a, there's a point in that show where they pretty clearly squash it. And they're like, they're a family. They're essentially brother and sister. Um, you know, emotionally. Yeah, speaking. there was there was a, a hollow like she was watching that that, that that said that, and I'm like, but I, I don't, and I'm with a lot of people who were not Rebels fans who were just watching this for the first time, just like I don't buy it. It seems like more. Why would she receive the entire galaxy? I mean, I mean, like, he they're, they're, he basically sacrificed his life so they could all survive. Um, yeah. And and then when she finally meets up with him, uh, and, and like a lot of people with me, with me on this, she she just what kind of walked up to him and kind of yuck kicks. Oh, there you are. She doesn't run over and hug him, or you're alive, well, and shit I, like that. Yeah, you know, that kind of that, that did that bothered me a lot. I, what also bothered me was Hera not scooping up Ezra. Dude, I don't, why is Filoni weird with emotions? I mean, I'm a nerd, but come on, man, is yeah. there some sort of weird thing going on here? Well, there, like, there's okay, always he's been gone for how long now that ten, Hera has probably seen him? ten years. Ten years. I want to say and close shows to ten up, years. Shows up, helmet comes off. I don't know rebels. I mean, like, well, what's the relation between Hera and and uh, Ezra? Aren't they friends? They're they're. It's almost like they're more than friends. She's like the mom to all these kids, basically. What? What? The her, her, she her and Kanan were like mama and papa to all these little these little rapscallions getting into trouble. So I, I get that she's in shock, but I I mean I see it like this: if my friend was lost in a hurricane for ten years, he shows up and says I'm home. I'd be in shock too, but I'm gonna run, run and hug him. Yeah, you know I mean, what I mean? Even, <laughs> even more than that, you don't even really know if he's alive because yeah, he just yeah. he just vanished with a bunch of whales into exactly. unknown I mean, space. I mean, dude, you, you see, I don't know if, if you've ever seen like military uh, videos where they surprise their uh their family their loved ones when they come home and since some of them are like don't even know when they're coming back i mean even during like uh the iraq war and the, the surprise when they come their family is in shock but they always immediately i need feloni to watch human emotions right i don't know <laughs> i don't know what's going on there but if you watch those videos you see there is shock yes because i mean even during the iraq war you don't know if they're coming back or not you know they're saying and, and like i have a friend who was over there during that and sometimes he couldn't say where he was but sometimes he would communicate through facebook messenger we would talk and then you know like he would come back to florida and you would hang out but there was always a thing where the family would like run over and like yeah, the shock hits and then boom your next initial reaction the next 60 seconds is to run over and embrace him and hug him yeah. you know but but that doesn't happen here. It and was, I'm like, it was what's strange. up with Filoni? It, it was it very was, strange. It was definitely yeah, strange. But yeah, if she's like the mom of the group, uh, that's even worse. <laughs> what is up with the writing there then? I don't know. She stands there and does not hug him. We cannot allow emotion here. They no must emotion not. only. We are but robots. She will stand there in shock and then we will cut to another scene. What? Why would you write that? It's so incredibly strange. I don't know. But apparently some people like that, I don't know. Also, how did, like, riddle me this, Batman. Riddle me this, Batman. I will riddle right? away to the best of my and, ability. And, and, and a, a lot of the, 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 the Filoni cult, as I call it, a lot of the Filoni cult really hates when questions are asked against their creator. Um, so Ezra hops aboard the Chimera, right, through the help of, of Sabine. Yep. He blasts through back from that other galaxy, back now into the basic Star Wars galaxy that we know and love. Um, Ezra hops on a transport. I believe it was Balin's skull ship, yep. and he ends up at the New Republic base. Um, is he a part of Thrawn's army now? How did he get off the Chimera? He probably as killed? soon as they got to death. I mean, well, so the Chimera is probably in pretty rough shape, right? 
Mm-hmm. I mean, we it's 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 fallen apart to the point where most of the engines are gone. You know, there, there's huge. It, it looks like an unfinished Lego set. Um, the way it's coming together, and boy, do I hope to to one day see people who have taken like you know the ultimate collector series five thousand piece star destroyer and do a custom job to make it look like the busted chimera. It'll be um, badass, especially with the gold inlay. Oh yeah! Oh my god. I- I was telling Chris, I was like, that's going to be a hot toy or something, because that thing actually looks really badass. Yeah, but, you know, I think that as soon as they they got into, you know, familiar galactic space, he just, he dipped. He just flew right out of the docking bay. Without anything being noticed, without I'm sure, oh, any I'm sort sure of he alarm. Was, I'm sure he was noticed. You know, maybe when we next see him, he'll recant his daring escape. But it's it wouldn't be completely unheard of. I mean, but, but when we did see him here, he didn't recant his escape of Thrawn when he blasted into another galaxy on the bridge of the Chimera when the Purgle sent him in. So are we gonna are we really gonna get that next time? I'm sure they'll they'll probably talk about it or mention it. Did they talk about it here? How he got away from Thrawn on the bridge of the Chimera when the last song? Well, they didn't need to. Why not? I don't know. Is, isn't that the number one question, Ezra? How did you get away from from Thrawn? They, it's just you know, look. They don't explain everything in Star Wars. You got to have some mystery to it. You know, what if mm. what if the, what if that's how the second season opens? Is it's just we see his we cold open with his daring escape, and then we smash cut, and it's like, and that's how I escape Thrawn. And then you see everybody is in like total disbelief that it's like there's no way that you outpiloted thirty Tie Fighters, and he's like, oh, maybe it was ten. <laughs> you know, it's it w- there would be something very in character about it that I think would really work. Um, you know, but there, there's not a need but, but, to show. But I'm saying is like, like this was Filoni's first big foray with live action stuff from the characters he knows and loves. And the last time we, I mean, that final episode, I mean, it shook a lot of people. You know, him him telling Sabine, I'm counting on you. And she's like, for what? Him blasting off right there with Thrawn and the Purgle and stuff like that. So the next time we see him, you know, he he doesn't recount what happened. He just, you know, even when, when Thrawn was just like, uh, uh, when, when Sabine was saying, oh, where is he? Like, where is, where is he? And he's like, oh, your friend's probably dead. There's zero explanation as to how he got away, how he got to the crab people. Looks like crab tastes like people. Uh, <laughs> and they're just like, you know, like, <laughs> so but my whole point is, is, is that, like, there are so many gaps in this show. And while I don't need to find out how Han Solo got his name, I do think a lot of things in Star Wars. <laughs> and yet you got are, it are, anyway. As stars sort of explain uh, you know, or or shown and, and not told. And I think there are a lot of times in the show where Filoni just doesn't do that. And it reads very cartoony because you just want to move some things along, right? Like uh I I don't think it's really serving the audience well when you just exclude gaps like that. Cause even I, not even Rebels fan, I saw the last episode in his finale. I'm like, how did he get away? I mean, like he had to run through an entire Star Destroyer or I don't know, hop out of the window. No, I he, mean, was already, he was into already, space. He was already in the docking bay. No, no, no. I mean, I mean, at the end of uh, at the end of of Rebels, when he blasted off into this other galaxy, like, how did he get away from Thrawn and the Purgles when he was on the bridge of the Chimera? Like, how did that even happen? It must have been an incredible oh, yeah. feat. He yeah. must have done something really cool or been really strong, or he had one hell of a fight. I, I thought it would have been sick if they made me like 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 started off with that, showing his escape, or him talking to Sabine and Ahsoka and telling him, "This is my daring escape," and we see some sick scene where he's like fighting stormtroopers he's cut through them or he hops through the busted window something like that but he doesn't recount any of that he's just he just got away so at the end of this episode he's just like oh i'm just here now Uh, hello Hera. 
<laughs> what? How Guess did I'm you just, get there? Guess I'm and it's just like, here oh, now. there's no time to. Exp- and I'm seeing a lot of Filoni fans saying, well, you know, Filoni just, you know, I'd say there's no. Sometimes we just need him to get there. We don't. We don't need an explanation. And I'm like, wow, we don't need an explanation. So uh, if this was any other property, would we have that same energy, or are we just doing it because we love Filoni? Uh, I don't know. Keep it, keep it a thousand. Keep it a buck. I, keep it a hundred. Yeah, I. Uh, we're doing it because it's Filoni, right? We're giving yeah, that leeway. I think, it's I like, well, giving... you don't explain a lot of things, but we like you, dog. Look, if there's any creator that's really earned the benefit of the doubt in in good Star Wars, it's him. So, so, so we so we can excuse some some poor writing and some holes because we we like the guy. We ride with him. I wouldn't I wouldn't say it's poor writing. If they if they choose to explain it at some point, then it's fine. It doesn't have to be. It, it's not about. How he got? We don't need an explanation. We just the character just needs to get there with with you know he's on board an imperial star destroyer with one of the most like astute imperial tacticians that ever was. He just needs to get to the New Republic and have that moment with Hera. We don't need how he got there. At least not yet. At least not yet. But we didn't even get how he escaped Thrawn in the first place. What makes you think we'll get it later on? Uh, we well the answer is we won't. Because you, Filoni just I don't know just if, I don't, doesn't do that. I don't, just, I don't know. He if, makes cool moments like Zack Snyder and not good writing. I don't know. I think uh, we just need a cool moment. The cool moment was him and Hera. Yeah. I don't know. I just uh, it it seems to me mm-hmm. it, it seems to me like it it would have been. <sighs> it's it's hard to say. So. <laughs> if you think about okay. it, the show is Ahsoka, and it's like, well, this is her show. The maybe, show is Sabine. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> maybe you know, maybe we don't have to show it because it's really not. It's really not about him. These are ancillary characters, right? You know, we mm-hmm. don't get a Sabine flashback at all in this show. We should have. I yeah, maybe. I mean, we could have gotten one with her and and Ahsoka training, maybe, but we didn't. You know probably because it wasn't necessary. You know, if you're going to make cuts in places, you know, maybe those are the things that you leave out because it's like, oh, we could always just do it later or we'll figure it out. Um, but, you know, with with Ezra, there, there's a certain... What they're trying to do too is they're trying to give a sort of mystique back to the Force, right? With the idea mm. that, oh, it can, it can be... Anybody can use it. You know, if you just believe... You know, they're they're, they're trying to sort of do away with the whole, oh, you know, some people are just born more attuned to it. You know, it's a which makes sense and at least made sense previously. Um, Well, 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 so what do you think about that theme that I think they're doing? I I call it the participation trophy. Oh, no. Where you you have, no, no, because like, listen, I was actually talking about this with uh, my my, my sister and like, and our, our, uh, my my two nieces, right? There's, um, you know, like we're we're, we're raising these girls to uh, be smart and have merit and to learn, right? We don't. And, and my sister is looking for her school. And they're young. They're one, one's two, one's five. And she's looking for schools where they're going to be challenged. They're going to be smart. She doesn't want them enlisted to school where you're going to be given a fucking participation trophy just for doing work. She wants them to be excellent and to be rewarded for excellence. Like none of this bullshit where it's like, oh, your child got a gold star. And, she, like, and my sister's like, oh, well, I'm going to ask why. Why did they get that gold star? Yeah. What did they do? Well, the teacher's like they were they were here. Then that's fucking bullshit. We don't like, want exactly. we, don't, we don't want dumb kid to feel bad. 
<laughs> exactly. So my whole thing is what they're doing in Star Wars is like uh, since we're growing up a generation of kids and people who all get participation trophies now. Our fiction is media... reflecting that. No, dude. Yes, fiction. Yes, yes. No. So, so it used to be. It used to be if you were if you were a certain person, you had the Force. You trained, therefore, you can be good with the Force. Now the Force does live in everyone. Yes. But if you're not in tune to it and use some sort of training, then now we're just like, okay, well, Sabine has some training. She is a Vizsla. Okay, I'll maybe give her that. Maybe that's why she's so strong with it now. Well, because don't, even say, don't even say I'll some, some don't, don't, I wouldn't even say some training. She, she was tasked to wield the Darksaber and trained well enough by Kanan where I buy it. That she's a. Where do they show that in this show? As someone who didn't see Rebels. In this, well, that's the again. That's the problem. This show is not for normies. Mm. It's not. It's just not. Mm. There is so much. Mm. You are informed so much about these characters because they cannot mm. show you four seasons worth of character development for these characters. So, so the show Arcane came from League of Legends. League of Legends has millions of players across the entire planet. Yeah. I know zero about League of Legends. I installed it once and played it for five minutes. I know everything about those characters from that season. Sure. If someone were to tell me, this is from a game that's been around for years, has millions of players across the world. We're talking right. their grand finals are in the most prestigious arenas across the planet. Madison Square Garden yes. was one of their final arenas. If you were to watch Arcane, and if it was made only for League of Legends people, and people told you, why don't you just play the game, Sweaty? Why don't you just there's look no, up the lore? Why don't, why don't you just go ahead and get the lore from that there's no, in order to understand? But they didn't do that. There's the creators no story of Arcane, in that game. The creators of Arcane were smart enough to be like people don't know these characters or any of these cinematics or any of that stuff we're going to create a show where you don't need to know anything and you get everything so my problem with this show is you had to do homework and watch up before in order to understand this so there's nothing that showed me that sabine was training or anything like that there was something between her and ahsoka i'm just saying if you're gonna make a show like this i think bring everyone around the campfire and tell them a good story, you know. I I, I agree. I, it's fine. If you, it's fine. People like it. It's fine. People like it. It was just for people who watch Rebels and Clone Wars. That's it. Yeah. So I, moving forward, Star Wars is for certain people for certain projects. I guess that's what it is. It's not for everybody anymore. Yeah. I I I would agree. I think. Uh, look, it's it's the MCU. You can't just jump into it now. Oh, I don't. I don't like Star Wars being the MCU. That's well. Ugh. Unfortunately, that that's that's the Disney machine. People want shared universes. They want. Uh, they want multiverse. I mean, we're getting it everywhere now. The multiverse used to be one of my most favorite concepts in all of comic books. My favorite comic book ever written, Exiles, is all about that concept, which is just the X Men travel the multiverse, but it's the same group of X Men, so you could give a shit about. Them. <laughs> um, nice. Yeah, well, it would be different. Like, if they did a spotlight, oh, here's a different universe, here's a different universe, here's a different universe. There's no through line, right? But if you follow six characters who are forced to to jump, um, you know, then, then you have something to give a shit about. But now it's just, you know, it's all what if and all multiverse stuff. The specialness of it all has worn off. And that hurts. But that's that's what people want out of stories now. They wanna they want that sort of thing. They there's a market for it. You know, um, and and believe you me, we're going to get it in Star Wars, too. 
I'm I'm Ooh, sure we have, uh, we have the the, the the Gav in chat saying that no one wants shared universes. Is that, that true? That's not true. There's clearly an audience for it. There's clearly Maybe an audience wrong. for it. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. Casey said, "Shut up, nerd." No, the, people people want multiverse stories. If they didn't if they didn't want it, it wouldn't sell. That's true. That's true. Yeah. The, the, the market really dictates what people want. Money, or not. money talks. And the guy was really disagreeing. With Dude, that. money. Listen, money talks. Don't get me wrong. Like, do I understand the appeal of of the Avatar movies other than their visuals? No. Do they make a shit ton of money and clearly people want it? Like, like who cares about the Transformers movies? Like, I don't know, but people are willing to spend billions of dollars to go see them. Like, there, there. If there, there's an audience for this level of storytelling. For, the, for these certain tropes that are, you know, in vogue now, you know, I, I don't think I don't think this is a, a matter of opinion that people want it or not. There's there's clearly a demand for it. You know, I you could be sick of it. I'm sick of it. I think they're they're messing with a concept that I, I held very near and dear to my heart. And I, I think they're going about it in a lot of the wrong ways. But, you know, that's going to be with everything. It's true, and Root is backing it up. No Way Home made $1.8 billion. Doctor Strange 2 made yeah. $900 million. Dude, So you, clearly the, the market think, says yeah, there's do you, a... Do you think people would have cared about a third, and I'm I'm not going out on a limb here, fairly mediocre MCU Spider-Man movie if it didn't have Toby and Garfield coming back? Or the, mm. or the old villain? I guess you didn't know that from the trailer, but the old villains coming back, which you mm. knew for sure? Come on. You know, you look at... No shade on Tom Holland Spider-Man, but like so much cool stuff that this kid has is borrowed from from other Spider-Man or other heroes. He can never Very have a, he can never have a Doctor Octopus or a Green Goblin of his own now. And if you did, it would be like, well, he's already fought one from another universe. What does this mean? He knows all their tricks. How's how are we going to make them special? Now maybe that's just an exercise in in writers being creative, but. You know, I, I can't walk away from the idea that he's fought the greatest Green Goblin and the greatest Dr. Octopus that we've seen in almost any media. Yeah. You know, the, the only doc- it was inc- Yeah, it's incredible. The only- it was incredible to see. And, and when people heard of like how, you know, by word of mouth, how great it was, more people went to the theaters and it made over billions. Right. <laughs> people clearly want this. So. Yeah. Like, so, so get our guy backing it up, you know, James Bond, Batman. Yeah. Does James Bond have a multiverse thing now? Uh, not not like a multiverse, but like like a shared, you know, like 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 a big. I think he's talking about like an expansive like universe, you know. Right. Yeah, not really a multiverse. It's fine. I mean, the fact that that they had the balls to essentially write a and spoilers here, quote unquote, final James Bond movie. Uh, I think speaks volumes, even though nobody really cared about that film, unfortunately. <laughs> but you know, it is what it is. Did you see that film? I thought it was okay, but they made him like soft. It was weird. Well, he's, he's retired. You, yeah, you they, know? they killed him, but they don't have to straight up kill him. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess. Yeah, probably. Yeah, 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 yeah probably not. But anyway, uh, but anyway, we're getting off base. Let's go back to Star Wars. Yeah, back to his Um I really need, I really need Balen Skull and Shin Hati like prequel in in Tales of the Jedi. Like they were so, they were so good. They were so, and in in the season finale, I wanted to see more. Like there were so many unanswered questions, right? Like why did Balen all of a sudden just, you know, to his apprentice, okay, you're on your own now. Yeah. Goodbye. Good luck. Yeah, my, good, my path good is luck, over kid. here. Your path. Yeah. Good luck, kid. Your path is over there. And she was so confused. Like what? And we don't you're not even gonna help. We don't even get. We, we don't even get what his motivation is. We don't know what he wants. 
we, we, we don't know what he wants and he ends off like it literally like a cliffhanger literally on a cliff like he ends up he ends up in middle earth on on, on some statues and then porting off into you know mordor yeah you know what i mean and and as someone who and as someone who didn't watch the animated stuff like i assumed that those rock faces were something important and as someone who didn't watch it oh nothing my god you don't that. know anything about those oh oh see i'm coming from this from the perspective where it's like oh those are the gods of mortis we've seen exactly what they they're the living embodiments of the force like oh but upon research i found out mortis the gods brother son which i think is the dumbest concept for i'm sorry gods in star wars i'm sorry that's so dumb yeah that's it's as, it's as dumb as the space wheels i'm sorry the purgles are stupid <laughs> the gods are dumb it's it's just so stupid. I think it's a, I, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with with like with the wolves. I think that, that that's kind of cool. Listen, I think there's but, something that you have to consider. Unfortunately, that Star that this level of Star Wars is not for me. No, I know, not I know. even this level. That oh. Star Wars, straight up flat, is not for you anymore. I wouldn't say straight up flat because I did enjoy Andor. Uh, I like the Mandalorian. I really do. Bubba Fett was okay, even though they nerfed him to high hell. Right. So I wouldn't say Star Wars itself is not for me. I would say, and it's funny because uh, Greg had a clip on his stream <laughs> that Soul Getter guy sent over to me. And it was a funny thing. He was, he was being cheeky, but he was like, yeah, so Serge is, 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 doesn't like Star Wars anymore. Guy used to be cool, just doesn't like it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Look, man, it's, and it's, it's, and it's possible. Not that, it's just that, you know, like I, I, think, I think the Filoni Star Wars is just not for me. Because to me, it's just, it's it's just it's fan fiction with a big budget yeah i can believe and it's, and it's fine if you like it bass ramen has 75 different flavors we all like more than <laughs> vanilla i think it's perfect i think it's perfectly fine i mean hell like i watched with my young nieces uh young jedi that's obviously for toddlers right and that's why i watched it for with. Little, and i, and for I thought little they baby, loved it little babies it was great you know and just just like just like clone wars and rebels was for little babies and this show was for those little babies who grew up is perfectly fine. It's not for me. Yeah. People who like that kind of stuff. And I think it's okay. I think it's great that people who watch something for years, like Rebels and Clone Wars, get a live action version of their characters and they got to see them uh, do, do some cool stuff. Yeah. You know, I thought it was great. I will have to wait for the next uh, live action Star Wars thing to actually get excited about and to uh, actually sink my teeth into. But for now, we had Ahsoka, but it was okay. You know, <laughs> it was a show. Really cool it, moments. it was a show. It sure was a show. What do you think about <laughs> what do you think about about the fights in Ahsoka? All all the saber scene. Um, a lot of people have said they look over choreographed, and that's just every lightsaber fight since the prequels. So I'm not going to fault it on on that front. Um, I really like the fight with uh, where Elspeth had the sword, and Ahsoka was fighting with both both sabers. That was awesome. I thought her fights with Balin, and, and, her fights again, with Balin were sword, great. The way it was filmed, I'm like, this is a reference to something. Is it? I, I assume like the the way the pageantry of it, the way like they had like a whole ceremony and how slowly she gripped it. I'm like, this sword is probably a reference to something. Oh, in the, oh, the sword, thing, yes, the sword is literally so the leader of the Night Sisters. That's her sword. Mm. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That that's great, Dave Filoni. I'm glad you got to put that in there. That is fantastic. You don't give a shit. You, you don't give a shit. <laughs> You're so, so like Chris, over it. <laughs> it's like it's like Christian Bale when he was like yelling at people, like the guy who had the phone. Oh, good for you. Good for good you. Good for you. 
<laughs> I always go back, good for you, good for you. When I was watching, I'm like, this is a reference to something, and I'm sure people lose. I'm glad people lose. It's a one. It was a one-off, just a one-off little thing. It, it was it was a cool fight though. Like that fight was actually actually pretty good because there was a lot of yeah, there was a lot of. Uh, sort of choreography and there was a weird thing where i guess filoni always wanted to have the actors doing the action within camera which is cool when you are a live action director who's well seasoned in doing that yes but him being the cartoon guy i think he needed to use stunt doubles i think he needed to use stunt people and there are a lot of really good stunt people that are underneath the, the disney payroll which i follow a lot of them on instagram who've worked on the mcu in star wars and they're like waiting for work but you had rosario dawson who props to her she she did some good work she did say she practiced did some stuff but a lot of it you should have relied on doing some you know putting in some stunt double people yeah. you have to be able to look in the camera uh, in 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 you know the video village or you know like where, where you look at the stuff like right after it's shot and see okay this quite doesn't work. Um, let's bring in a stunt person as opposed to Rosario. Good job. It looked fine to me. Let's move on to the next thing, you know, or, or the actress who plays Sabine. I don't think it's her fault. That it looks like she's doing cosplay at a comic con. Oh my God. When she's doing her fights. I think that's on the director. I think that's on the people in charge. They really should have given her a stunt double. That's really they, funny. They did they, they that woman no favors whatsoever, just having her do it. <laughs> they really didn't. They really didn't. They, I think they need to make more comfortable blasters for her because it looked like she was holding cosplay blasters that she never touched before. And when she had her saber and blaster in the finale doing the fight against the troopers, it really looked like she was like, okay, I step here, now I step there. Put my arm up here, go here. Like, I was counting her steps. It didn't look good. I'm like, you're not doing this woman any favors. Yeah. Someone needed to really put their hands in the steering wheel and be like, hey, this doesn't, you need to put her in a stunt double. Okay. And then cut back to the actress. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I mean, like, well, like, watch it back. When she has, when she has a saber and a pistol and she's going through the troopers, I'm like, because <laughs> we live in a world now where we have John Wick. I'm sorry, but we live in a John Wick world now. You, you, you can't go back to just mediocre fights when we have that kind of quality right you know when you tasted wagyu can you eat salisbury can can you go back no i, d I do not think so yeah i mean i don't know just a lot of things like that take me out of it but uh yeah man so uh what did you think about um the way the show ended um cliffhanger endings all well and good but you know i um i knew they were just gonna bait it for for a sequel and that that always does bother me a little bit but aren't you excited for the next consume content yeah i am content? excited for the next con consume consume content but yeah. doesn't sound like you want to consume the next content casey it sounds like you just wanted this thing to wrap up i want to consume i want to consume <laughs> i'll consume <laughs> i don't know man it's just there's just so much there's so much i i appreciate things like thrawn being like today i've won and it's kind of an empire strikes back sort of an ending which we haven't really gotten in star wars you know you argue rogue one maybe but you know that you know the direct follow-up to that is not really so the empire has won right out of the gate um you know I guess arguably, don't they lose that battle? Yeah, the battle of not crate. What's the planet that they're the, on? The, the, the bad guys won. No, the bad guys did win. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's just yeah, the bad guys win in the show. It's you know there there's still hope 
in the universe. It's not like everything is so dreary and dour. It, um, you know, it works. I think that it's a totally serviceable ending. It's a good jumping off point for, for whatever comes next. And, and look, will I watch it? Absolutely. Am I, am I excited about must consume media? You know, uh, sure. Oh my God. Imagine applying that to, to a restaurant you went to and someone asked you, was, how was it? It was serviceable. How was the it, food? It was serviceable. It was fine. It was fine. It was serviceable. It was fine. It's like, ugh, like I would not go to a restaurant based on that recommendation. I mean, look, are you kidding me? I don't, I don't know how to recommend this to, I don't know. How do I recommend this to people who aren't Star Wars fans? The answer is I don't. If you enjoyed Rebels, watch the show. If, you know, if you haven't seen Rebels, Go watch Rebels. Uh, you know, like, what am I going to tell you? Uh, there, I don't I don't rightly see a way that people can can watch this. Uh, and I, I don't I don't know how they can enjoy it without having watched watch Rebels previously. Watch any of the previous material without seeing Ahsoka's entire journey. It's like, yeah, they give us a little taste. They give you a little flashback here and there. But that's not that's not nearly enough. No way. Yeah. You know, but Absolutely. for Star Wars fans, it's great. You know, if you feel like you haven't outgrown the material, more power to you. Watch it and enjoy it. it you know, if you're new to Star Wars, you've got a lot of catching up to do, buddy. Uh, you know, this <laughs> is the world we live in now where you must consume everything. I think for, for live action Star Wars fans, I, I would recommend like skipping the show entirely and just wait for the next thing. Um, you won't really understand fully what's going on in the show. You can watch it, but will you fully understand what's going on? I, I don't know. I have to speak to you know someone who didn't watch it. I mean, yeah. you know, as someone who wasn't on, you know, really on board for for the Rebels train, you know, and I'm watching this, I'm like, okay, I can identify certain moments. Uh, but having done research for the show by watching, you know, like wrap ups and summaries and stuff like that, and looking into. Uh, certain themes like Mortis and the gods and all that in the Purgles and all that stupid shit. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I understood what the Purgles were because of that, but anybody else is like, wait a minute, they're like flying whales in Star Wars? No, the hell is <laughs> You know? Um, but yeah, I would say live action Star Wars fans didn't watch the animated. Wait for the next thing. There's there's always something coming. I don't, this is only for Rebels and Clone Wars fans and, and it's fine. It's it's serviceable. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I really think Balen Skull and Shinhati stole the show. They, they uh, I, I think I think Filoni undoubtedly made more interesting characters outside of the rebels themselves. And I was more excited to see what they were doing than than the rebels. Yeah. What do you think about about Hera seeming to be force sensitive now? She can hear the world between worlds. What? I didn't get that. Oh where is no. that? Oh, come on. That's you're making oh, that up. On. That's not real. Her son, who is who is force sensitive Jedi, coming from the dad Kanan, you know, was like, "Mom, listen," and it, they did a close up of her face, and she heard lightsabers. The lightsabers are happening between Ahsoka Tano and Anakin Skywalker in the world between worlds, only accessible by force users and Jedi. Oh my god, dude, that's she like it. it's the same thing that people say Han Solo is force sensitive because he can navigate the asteroid field against impossible no, that's odds. Dumb. That's dumb. Oh, that's no. dumb. It's the same fucking thing. Hey. It's not. He didn't. He didn't concentrate. Everybody's got a little Mm. bit of the force. (laughs) But he wasn't tuning into a radio station that only plays to Jedi, and she did. They even they dude. If if you close up on a character's face when they're supposed to be hearing something, what what do you think the director is telling you? They're telling you that the person is hearing what's happening. 
you know? I guess I don't uh, know. Like if, if like if we if we have a movie about a serial killer in which which a cop is outside of a house in a suburban neighborhood where he's trying to hear for the screams of someone in a basement, he stops in the street, he closes his eyes and he listens. The camera zooms in on his face and he can hear a scream. Turns his head, he runs towards a house and he finds the person. What does that tell you? It tells you he heard that scream. I don't know, man. Look, she carried a force sensitive baby for oh, come on. for nine months. What do you want from me? He's an employee. <laughs> That's how the force works now. What? She carried a force-sensitive baby, so listen, shared, man. You've seen Dragon Ball Z Battle, Battle of Gods. They're like, oh, we need seven Saiyans to perform this ritual. Well, one of them's pregnant with a Saiyan. That counts. I mean, it, it's like it, it happens, man. I don't know. Babies are cool. That's actually a really good explanation. That's yeah, a, I like that. That's I, there great. you go. So for the for the oh weird crossover of, of fans who enjoy both Dragon Ball and Star Wars. Niche Star Wars in equal measure. <laughs> I think on that note, we've, uh, we've said uh, all we can who actually, say. Who got both those cross-references, please give Casey a gold star when you see him. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's that's actually great. That's also like that. I know a great Japan many things. Fan. Oh, that's that's so great. That's so great. I think we're generally learning that seems that that seems too much is probably as much better for 10, 15 year olds. No, I don't, I don't think so. I, I, I think I think that when there's a certain level of production uh, that you expect out of a property, like you've known it to be excellent. And then for some people, you get certain things that aren't answered. And there's a lot of tell, not show. When you want more show, not tell. Yep. And certain things aren't answered. You start to just ask questions and you still start to, you know, whatever. Even, you know, going and doing this podcast with Chris and asking him certain things about Rebels and Clone Wars to fill in some gaps. And asking, you know, oh, why did this happen or that? And then the more questions you ask, the more you find out that the creator just didn't include some things. I, I don't know. I don't think it's being curmudgeon or no. whatever. I don't uh, know. Look, I, think, I think it's just, just asking questions and being like, okay, well, should, why is there a whole should people be able to Should people be able to enjoy something without having to watch four seasons of television? Yes. Is that the world we live in anymore? No. No. So there you go. Yeah. You're yeah. not going to have it another way. That if this show exactly, if this show yeah. was made ten years ago, we'd be having a very different conversation. But uh, it's it is made <laughs> true. it's and made now, and that's what it is. True, and it, it, it kind of goes to something that that Greg also said on his stream that it, that he said to clip over to me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> what did he say? He, he said he said uh, you, you get what you get, and and you, you don't complain about it or something like that. Yeah, like I, I don't know. It was some slogan he said, and to that I say, you can clip this and send it to Greg. I think if people uh, subscribe to that, I think Ugly Sonic would have stayed and the Sonic movies would not have made the Ugly Sonic. Oh, no. Because people complained the director of that movie listened. They didn't say we get what we get and we don't complain. They freaking complained. They spoke up. They didn't take it. The director said, you guys are right. We're going to change that. And then they made two movies and they made buku bucks. Mil like look up what the sonic movies made oh, millions yeah. of dollars I, I mean so you get what you get and don't complain i don't subscribe to that a lot of people don't and i don't think you should well how many we here's go. my question how many other times have we seen that level of fan complaining actually yield something i think i think well, the sonic thing is a fluke but we you and i both know sonic the hedgehog fans are some of the most rabid of all time <laughs> they're like true. right up there no, with true, invader true. Zim fans and like real maniacs yeah no shade on Invaders yeah, and fans. I'm with you, brothers. <laughs> Solid. They're not going to come for you. They don't, they don't exist anymore. <laughs> hey, they put out a Netflix movie that was halfway decent. There, we, there are literally True. dozens of us. <laughs> dozens. <laughs> 
True, true, true. But but yeah, you know, like I I I think I think it's okay as fans to to ask questions or critique things, and you know, like if if you want to sort of uh have a difference of opinion i think it's fine i think it's okay i think to have a have a constructive one and maybe offer some different angles maybe offer some uh ways to move forward you know so so my thing for filoni to move forward i think uh him having some people who are used to live action, and i'm sure he does have behind the scenes already people who are used to live action i think some people lucasfilm higher than filoni need to sort of have some oversight on what he's doing in regards to making live action decisions because Sabine throwing Ezra across a ravine and up in a Star Wars story, that's just some weird cartoony thing. I mean, it was so over the top. And I, and I watched, uh, you know, a friend of the podcast, not your average, uh, not your status quo, even them being hard Rebels fans were like, okay, that Sabine thing was a bit too much. Yeah. You know, and they praise Filoni and they love Rebels. And even for them, they're just like, okay, even a group of guys who were such staunch fans like, okay, that was kind of, uh, that was a bit much there. <laughs> they kind of fast forward to her having that. But yeah, I, I think it's fine having to do difference in opinion. But do, do I say you just, just eat, what you get i don't think so i think you could be like hey this doesn't taste right what if we do it would you rather have what if you put some you more could, salt hey you could have no star wars or you can have mediocre star wars <laughs> i've seen that critique too it's like okay well then you know feloni's creating this so what do you want him to do not create this not do that it's like i think there's a different way of doing things i don't think it's one extreme or the other i think there's a nice little middle ground i think he will eventually find that i think feloni's getting there I think I think he'll get there because he obviously has a passion for Star Wars, and I, I wish him the best. I hope his movie is good, is is really good. Yeah. But Casey, just to sort of wrap up into something that you said that I really agree on, uh, consuming Nick's product. I, I don't like when certain series, TV shows, movies, whatever, are specifically made to have a continuing part. I would like it if there is a possibility for a next part, but to craft it in a way where the next thing is coming so this is all a setup i really don't care for that I, make your story now i mean tell your story now here's the here's the thing that they, they are telling stories with confidence now because they know that they can just pump out another show this isn't this is we don't yeah. we don't live in a time where it's like let's take a chance on this property and and see where it takes us it's just oh well obviously we're going to make another star wars show and obviously it's a shared universe there there's never a doubt that there will be a follow up on this it, it's not it's not like you know they're doing the dark universe and they're like all right our entire franchise uh you know is about uh, a not funny remake of the mummy you know a movie that <laughs> a movie that people love not for its comedy not at all um yeah let's make a not funny version of that and hinge an entire franchise on that 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 doesn't oh my, that was such a big mistake oh my god the dark universe that's not gonna my happen gosh. with the mouse dude not with disney the mcu's True. never gonna end they had the perfect opportunity to end it and and now it's just sort of shambling along you know just pumping out are, are the zombies in this episode that's it, like the zombie <laughs> like the zomp and th that's all that's it baby that's all we got yeah, and Rich, I agree. Bob Iger coming back on Disney Plus, spending hopefully quality over quantity. Yeah, I mean, he he said it with Marvel, coming back on product because it's diluting it. Uh, hopefully he means that with Star Wars as well. I don't think all this stuff needs to go away. I think they just need better people writing and better people. Because like, like the people in production are killing it. Like, let, let's just get that straight. Like CG people, oh, yeah. camera, cinematography, you know, editors. Like the people in production are absolutely A-plus killing it. 
it's it's the writing and direction that needs the work okay that needs the oversight so i think we're getting there uh and i'm excited to see where it goes because i don't think this needs a season two i think this should just cut into the movie because we know feloni is is going to be helming a movie that's going to encompass the entirety of the disney plus star wars shows sure. boba fett mandalorian but here's here's uh, my question do you hmm. think they will be able to wrap it up in a movie no we got a lot of threads here you think you could squeeze it all into one film i don't absolutely not i'm thinking season two or new show but still a show heir to the empire tv show I, i'm i'm down for it yeah i'm down for it you know and 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 crazy idea how about we make brand new star wars properties that have nothing to do with any of the characters we know like like here's my challenge to lucasfilm new series Lucasfilm definitely definitely listening right now here's yeah, my yeah, challenge new to you new series you can't have any characters that you've ever had before no desert planet <laughs> okay no more deserts all right we're done no more I'm desert sick planet. of it no characters that we've had before you can't reference any characters we've had before new story new characters it's in a star wars universe go okay down simple right i mean dude there was an easy answer to that star mm. star wars legacy it's a story that takes place 125 years in the future all the characters you know are dead we follow the last skywalker and he sucks he's a real piece of shit and and they just <laughs> they just let it they fucking let it ride and it's one of the greatest star wars stories ever made I remember you talked about that in one of the other shows, it, and, and I looked at it. I was like, "Oh, this Casey's on this something." Yeah, it seems interesting. Yeah. yeah, I think everybody should check it out. It's a comic book series. It ran for, I think, fifty issues in the main book with a spinoff miniseries that was like the big conclusion. It's it's perfect. It's it's okay. genuinely perfect. Yep. Absolutely cool. So, for let me ask you the last question here: for uh, season two of Ahsoka, what do you want to see happen? Um, yeah, I, uh, it's a great question. Um, I, I want to see a proper follow-up to Thrawn. I want to see the new Republic, you know, put, put to the ropes, man. You know, these guys are fucking up constantly, constantly. It's embarrassing the, the way the new Republic is functioning. So yeah, I want to, I want to see him take it to him. I want to see him get as close as he did in Legends to taking down the new republic i want to see fucking mara jade skywalker i don't know how the hell they're going to make that work but i want to see it and uh and yeah you know give right thrawn out and unfortunately they're probably going to set it up to uh you know the the first order um but you know it is what it is just give me a complete story with thrawn winning and then losing and let the galaxy be at peace and Maybe recast Luke and Leia with new actors so we don't have to have CGI ghouls anymore. <laughs> CGI. No ghouls. CGI. I think Kathy Kennedy said they, they're going to move forward with that without doing oh, that. Oh, man. If anymore, only so. they thought of that four years ago. What we could have mind had. How, how Luke looked in, uh, in, in Bubble Fett. I thought he looked really good since they hired that, um, yeah. that, that, that deep fake YouTuber. But, then, oh, but not really even good. that. I mean, they, have you seen the actor? Who, who's the just the body? Yeah. He's great. Just just yeah. just pick him. 
or or like everyone says, Sebastian Stan. Hello, even 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 Mark Hamill said that's that's a good uh, that's a good take, and he was like, yeah, do that. You know, you got Mark Hamill's blessing. I don't see why not. Just have a, have a real just pass here. the mantle on. These characters are not so sacred that they can't be recast. Yeah, and 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 Mark Hamill's cool with it. He said it before. You know, I mean, he can't physically do it, but he would love to see the character be in his prime. I mean, I mean, all really, I mean, like we really like star, fans really want to see a Luke in his prime. Just having like an anime battle with another like dark user or something. I mean, come on, Luke in his prime. Let's do it. Yeah. And uh, do you think they'll they'll have any inclusion of Luke in uh, in Ahsoka season two? Because there was a rumor. That Kathleen Kennedy said no more Luke. No, I can't. It's not. It's not. It's not confirmed. Listen, but there's a rumor. Dude, they can't. They don't even mention him in this in this whole series. I mean, such a big threat like Thrawn, and you don't talk well, to the Jedi. Yeah. Mm. Well, here, here's here's what I'm here's what I'm I'm thinking now, is he's faced. We know. I mean, you wouldn't know this because how could you? Thrawn has met both Anakin and Darth Vader. He knows the transition. He knows his secret identity. He's met the apprentice of Vader in Ahsoka. And now he's coming back to a galaxy whose greatest savior is his son. Luke has to play a role in this. You you can't you can't give me a, a Star Wars where the galaxy is at stake and Luke is doing something that's too important. It's just not it's the fans will will riot worse than they did with him trying to kill Ben's and and his temple failing and where and drinking monster titty milk on on a remote island filled with puffins. <laughs> Those alien monster characters. He's not, like they will if you thought the fan reaction oh, to Luke Skywalker dude. in Last Jedi was bad, if he misses out on on Thrawn and the Imperial Remnant making a comeback, it's Bro. it's fucking over, dude. It's over. Bro, like they won't stand it, for it. Uh, I I I can't imagine they won't do it them not having luke i mean it, it's crazy i mean for them to have i i hope that man is not true. i hope it is a rumor because it'd be absolutely insane but if it does happen oh that raises some eyebrows yeah mm. big eyebrows interesting big eyebrows big big, eyebrows. big problem <laughs> big big alien big milk. problem all right guys well uh that was our episode about the season finale and series that was star wars ahsoka on disney plus what did you guys think about it and what did you rate it were you a fan of rebels and clone wars did you really like this uh ahsoka series or did you thought it was okay or really wasn't your bag did you miss it entirely let us know we'll see you guys later we'll see you another time